So immediately, oh my God, let me, let me help this dude. To me, and he was so hot and so nice. Which is always a bad sign. And the door closed and I was like, yo, like. I mean, that's what the city is about. Like I've always felt that in really difficult times, people show up. Christina Baez, and you're listening to The Subway Portraits. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. The Subway Portraits podcast serves as an oral history of people's experiences riding in New York City's MTA subway. These stories, no matter how old, are told by you, the commuters, the tourists, and the native New Yorkers like myself. On today's episode, the fam, the support, the date and more, you'll hear a range of memories from some unexpected run-ins to a core memory creation during a massive train delay. But before we begin, I want to make it clear that the Subway Portraits does not in any way condone violence, illegal activity, discrimination, or abuse of any kind. And with that, let's jump right in. The Familiar Uncle Okay, so I'm born and raised in New York, and I've been taking a trip my entire life. So um, I got tons of stories, but this is one of my favorite ones because, um, you know, every time I think about it, I'm like, yo, that 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 really happened. So um, anyway, so I'm out here in the BX, right? And to get to work in Manhattan, I got to take the 6th train in, right? So I take the 6th train into Manhattan. I transfer at 125th, cross the platform, and then I jump on the 4 or 5 to get down to to work, um, in, like, in the Grand Central area, right? So, um one day, you know, uh, I'm on my way to work, right? I'm a little behind. And, you know, so I'm just in a big rush and shit. So I'm on the sixth train and it pulls into 125th. And when I'm pulling in, I see that the four or five is already across the platform, right? So, you know, I'm already like, ah, oh, man, like, you know, how they don't play me. I, they close the doors before I get out of this one. So you, you know the drill, you know how it is. You're just trying to like rush, right? So yeah, the door opens up, right? And then I'm rushing across the, tra- the platform with everybody else, right? I'm straight ahead. You know, to, um, I don't know if it's the four or the five, whatever, but it's across the platform. The door's still open, right? There's a little bit of room. Like, I'm getting in this bitch, right? So I, I get in, right? And I just make it squeeze right into it, right? And the door's closed behind me, right? So the, tr- the train is now, is done packed, right? It's just, you know, crowded full of people. It's rush hour. And so, like, you know, I'm trying, like, to bump, people, bump into many people. So I'm just taking a look at my surroundings real quick. And then right there, right next to me on my left, I look, and it's my uncle, now, this is my uncle that, you know, I've known my entire life, right? That he's, you know, he's, um, he lives in the Bronx, uh, too. But he's lived here his whole life, well, since he got here from, you know, when he, when he moved over here. So um, I've known him, like, my entire life, just growing up and shit. And, I, you know, I hadn't seen him in a minute, so I was happy, right? So I'm looking at him and, you know, just, you know, start to chat him up. And he looked at me and we're just like, I'm like, yo, in Spanish. Everything's basically in Spanish, but I'll say it in English. It's like... I was like, yo, what's good? Like, you know, it's good to see you. And he was like, oh, my God, like, it's been a long time. How's everything, right? And I was like, um, yo, like, you know, um, yo, like, what are you doing on the train, right? Because, you know, like, what happened to your car? Because at the time, he used to, like, you know, um, do, like, delivery cabs. So he had a whip. So the first thing that, that I, you know, thought about was, like, you know, it's, it's funny that he's taking the train, right? But whatever. So I asked him about it. And he said, no, the car's in the shop and this and that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you know. So, you, know, you know, he got to jump on the train like the rest of us, no, whatever. So I'm talking to him, whatever, and then, you know, I noticed that, you know, 
his voice sounds a little like raspy and stuff like and i'm like damn i think he might be a little sick i'm like he's right next to me i'm like damn he's my uncle but i'm not trying to get sick out here so i asked him like you know like you know like you don't sound good like you know what is like you know something going on with like your your like 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 your like your voice like your throat what's going on he's like yeah i don't really i really don't feel good that's nice he's like matter of fact i'm on the way to the to the doctor's office that's where i'm going right now and i'm like doctor's office i'm like and you in the BX? I'm like, you going to Manhattan for a doctor's visit? He goes, yeah, because over here, you know, I don't know, some, something about like, like, it was just like the, like the spot that he usually goes to. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to second guess you. What do you want to do? That's you. Like, you know, so, so we talk a little bit about that. I didn't want to like pro, pro too much more, right? So I'm like, whatever, I hope you feel better, this and that. So I'm talking about like, you know, my family, like, you know, how are my cousins, how's my aunt, all of this. And like, yeah, yeah, they're all good. They're all good. And then, um, you know, I took a, like another look at him, right? And then I'm like, I realized something that I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not, my uncle's actually like taller than me, right? But right now he was like, I was looking kind of down. That's what kind of threw me off, right? But I took a look at him, I'm like, wait a minute, like, you know, let me see, look at his face, I'm like, salt and pepper hair, look at his eyes, his nose, his teeth, like little gold cap and everything. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, yeah, this is my uncle or is it, right? I'm like, yo. This is not my uncle. Like, <laughs> like five, ten minutes into the conversation, like we've been having this conversation for, for like the whole ride. And turns out this is not my uncle, right? But it's too late. I'm in it. We both in it at this point, right? So we just keep going like, <laughs> like it's all good, right? So the funniest, funny shit, because you know, by that time we're like on 80, like 86, like moving into 59th Street, like crawling or whatever. And I'm, now I feel awkward because I know this is not really my uncle. And I'm like, damn, does he know that I'm not really his nephew? But he just been, you know, giving me burn just for the, like shits and giggles. The funniest shit, man. We just kept going. So I just kept asking questions about anything, and he kept replying like everything was good. And then when 59th Street pulled in, right, we gave each other hugs and everything. He's like, okay, chow, mijo, like, I'll see you next time, like, next time, whatever. Say what's up to the family. I was like, oh, Theo, have a good one. Like, you know, like, I'm going to say what's up to, to the family for you, too. Whatever. And like, we hugged big, whatever. And then, you know, he, he left. He got off 59th Street and the door closed. And I was like, yo, like, I just had a conversation with the spitting image of my uncle who I grew up with my whole life, just that like he's a little bit shorter. And that explains why, you know, he's actually on the train. And that explains why his voice is a little bit weird, because that's not, that's not actually his voice. It was just some random dude, you know, that bumped into a, some, some random kid, me, on the train. And all it was is just showing some, some, uh, some love during rush hour. And so um, I always think about that because, you know, uh, that uncle that, that I'm talking about now, like, you know, he actually passed away like a few years after that. And um, I don't even think I got to tell him that story, but... Um, it's one that I always think about and it cracks me up when I think about it. And I hope that it made somebody smile today, man. I mean, it really is one of these things that can only happen in a big city like New York, man. So that's my story. <laughs> Love in the time of gremlin mode. So I'm trying to remember what line this was on, but I'm going to guess it was maybe the two five based on where I was living and uh, it was late one night. I had just I had worked out that day. I had been hanging with friends. I had a ton of bags. I truly felt like the hunchback of Notre Dame, just a little gremlin style person. Nothing wrong with. OK, if you can take out the Quasimodo comment. But, <laughs> um, but I was literally being like, I feel like garbage so much. I cannot wait to get home and shower. And suddenly this guy comes up to me and he starts talking to me and he was so hot and so nice. And 
I was like, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I should be scared. And I, after waiting for the train for a while and talking to this guy, exchanged numbers, we ended up dating for a while. And it was just from that late, gross night where I looked hot to someone. Return policy? One time I walked uh, onto the L train into an empty car, which is always a bad sign. And there was someone... Uh, asleep on a bench in their underwear next to a shit that I think, I assume they took covered by a receipt from CVS. That is it. More stories to come, but before we get to those, did you know New York City's subway system started over 118 years ago? How cool could it have been to listen to commuters share their subway tales from way back then? Unfortunately, those stories were never recorded. That's why the subway portraits is important. So if you have your own subway story, or if you've already submitted one but have more memories to share, then go to our site at www.thesubwayportraits.com and become part of this living history for future generations to reference. You can record from your cell phone, laptop, or desktop. And to make it easier for you, I've added the direct link to record your story in this episode's show notes. Selected stories from the show are turned into short animations, streaming now on the Subway Portraits YouTube channel. I also want to give a huge thank you to those who've already submitted their stories. This project could not be possible without you. Thank you. Now back to the show. Stranger support. So this is my true New York City experience being stuck on the A train in September of 2018. I was sitting in my seat on the train. We had been stalled for 30 minutes and I have issues being feeling stuck places and trapped. So I always carry Ativan with me. Um, so I popped an Ativan and I did deep breathing. I tried to distract myself and I was afraid that we were going to be there for a long time and that I would have a panic attack and freak out and pass out. Um, but I was distracted because I saw uh, a man sitting on the floor of the subway and he was crying and there was a woman sitting next to him holding his hand trying to comfort him and immediately I just got up and went over and sat down next to him. Um, I felt like this could have been me and I just wanted to do everything I could to help and I didn't overthink it. And as someone with social anxiety, I overthink everything and I hate having attention put on me. And by going over and sitting on the floor next to this guy, it meant that eyes were now on me as well as him and the crowded train just disappeared because I was now focused on this guy. Um, I started rubbing his back and I asked if I could hold his hand. He seemed very shy and uncomfortable. Um, and he was like, yeah, you can hold my hand, that's fine. I just started talking to him. I said, you know, do some deep breathing, follow my breath. Um, I slowed it down. I just tried doing things that I would want somebody to do to me if I had a panic attack. I just... You know, we sat there and I started talking to him, asking about his situation, how he was doing. He said he'd been under incredible stress lately. And two years ago, he lost his sister. I mean, this guy was pretty, 
pretty young to be going through so much. Um, he said his recent living situation wasn't good and he was living on somebody's, in his friend's apartment, somebody's couch. And I was surprised because, you know, I had been doing the same thing. I'd couch surfed for eight months following a bad breakup. Um, so I wanted him to know he wasn't alone and that things would get better because that experience ended up strengthening me. But I just wanted to be there for him and just do what I could to help him feel better. Um, I offered him some food and water and there was a guy behind him that offered some food as well and he took that guy's food. So it was cool that he was able to accept help and that other people on the train were there for him. I mean, that's what the city is about. Like I've always felt that in really difficult times, people show up and we don't know each other and we're just there for each other. And like with this guy, I had this long conversation. You know, we talked with this woman that was helping him and it ended up being an hour and 15 minutes. We were stuck on the train and I would have had a huge panic attack. I would have been him if he had not started doing that already and if I hadn't been able to go over and help because it distracted me. Our conversation distracted him. He was able to calm down. We just, it was like we were just talking, like we'd known each other for a long time. And the train started moving. We got to a station. I hopped off. I got a local. I got the C. But, you know, before I left, it was like, you know, I gave him my information in case he ever needed somebody. And he never contacted me, which is totally fine. I think he was pretty embarrassed. But it was a very meaningful moment learning that if I went through that situation, I could reach out to people and know that New Yorkers have my back. It was a pretty beautiful moment and uh, hope he's doing well. Ticket to nowhere. So my story, coming from, coming from downtown, we were on a six train and this dude gets on the train speaking eloquently, thinking he's going to get away with this, which he did. He says, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I have a classic strap handle story. I was on 42nd Street and my wallet was stolen. I'm trying to go upstate and currently I have $3. My ticket is $7.50. Please, if you can help me, anything you can, I'd greatly appreciate it. So immediately, oh my God, let me, I'm gonna help this dude. A dollar, my ex at that time gives him a dollar as well. Like, that's, that's five dollars. He's going to get some money. He's going to be able to go home. Why does he get off on Brook Avenue and he gets off in the Bronx and he runs? I didn't think anything of it until I saw that. I said, Jesus Christ. Going, going back downtown a couple of a months later, maybe th three, four months later, Going downtown to see this same girl, I see this guy, he gets on the train. He says, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I have a castle strap on the story. At this point, I already know who he is. He's a friend of mine's cousin. The guy's name, we're not going to mention that. His name, I don't even know his name. He had glasses. He had those classic HIV scabs on his forehead. It was sad. He gets on the train. He starts with a spiel. I look at him. It was like an out-of-body experience. As soon as I see him, I can't even hold myself. I say, I, you, I know who you are. you such and such cousin. You're not trying to go upstate. You're trying to get your fix. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who this guy is. You know who I am. Then when, as soon as the next stop came, I said, bye. He, got, he looked at me. He gave me a captain salute. I gave him the finger. And he got off the train. I got off the train. I spoke to my lady at that time. 
She wasn't receptive. She looked at me as if I was telling her a wise tale. And I was very discouraged after that point. <laughs> tuning in to hear real stories told by real people the links to watch animated versions of these stories to record your own story or to get more information on the subway portraits can be found in this episode's show notes don't forget to follow and subscribe thanks for listening and ride with us until next time <laughs>